today on Amazing Careers is Jenny Curran, a former colleague of mine who transitioned career at a time of relocating from the UK to Australia. So only two small changes to talk about today then. Jen was in quite an unhappy place in one role before she moved. So I love her story because it's about recognising that and rebuilding your confidence to find other opportunities in a completely different environment. So let's hear some more. Hello, Jen. Hey, Laura. How are you going? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. And thank you so much for doing this on your Friday evening, your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So as ever with most of my guests, we're going to dive straight in. And there's a part, the part that I think we want to start with you is coming back from a career break after you'd had your children and then coming back into a role that you were familiar with, but actually it it didn't pan out as you'd expected. So just pick us up from there. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I'd had a fairly long break, um, about seven years having my three children um, and got to a point where I was keen to um, re-enter the workforce and a role presented itself, as you say, in a field that I had previously worked in um, before having children. Um, So at the time, I was really enthusiastic about that. felt really lucky actually having had the career break to be able to step back into that role. Um, But I think quite quickly, I discovered that actually, whilst that role hadn't changed significantly um, in that time that I had been away. I had changed quite significantly. um, And I think what I was looking for in a role and what I was motivated by had had changed. So I found myself in a position of being in a role that I really didn't enjoy and actually that I knew I wasn't doing very well. Um, And that was probably a fairly new position I think that I found myself in at that time like previously I'd always um yeah been in roles that I had really got a lot out of I think um I'd been fairly successful in so yeah it was it was quite a challenging period for me just trying to work out whether you know how much of it was me how much of it was the role um reflecting back now I think most of it was me I just moved into a different space um so I, at the time, um, decided that that wasn't the right type of role for me um, and it coincided with a fairly significant life change, as you um, as you talked about in your intro, which was a move for myself and my family to Australia. Uh, my husband is Australian, so that was the, um, I guess, the motivation behind the, ro- uh, behind the move. Um, so, yeah, so I found myself... Um, moving to Australia um, and in a place of thinking, okay, well, where do I go next with my career? And you went to, well, a couple of things I want to pick up on there. I think number one, so great that you were able to recognise that that things weren't right for you in your role in the UK and being able to try. It's often really hard to see the wood for the trees when you're in that situation. So it was fortuitous that this opportunity to move came up, I guess, because it gave you a bit of an opportunity to look at things differently. But also I want to add a lot of people when they go to Australia probably move to Melbourne or Sydney, but not your family, Jen. No, we moved to, that's right, we moved to um, a regional town in New South Wales called Orange. 
Uh, not many people have heard of Orange outside of Australia. Uh, the reason for that location was for my husband's job. He's a teacher. He got a school, uh, a job in a, in a regional school, um, in a boarding school. Um, so, yeah, so we found ourselves moving to a small regional town. So Orange is about four hours um, west of Sydney. Um, and that was, yeah, really interesting for me because there certainly were no, or not many, if any jobs that I was aware of when I moved there that were in the same field that I'd come from. So again, that was quite a um, you know, that forced me into having to look into different areas as well. Um, and I think I spent probably the first few weeks, months in Orange, um, just kind of trying to trying to uncover the place and and um and what life in a small regional Australian town looked like and um and where I fitted into that. And a lot of focus in the in the early days was very much on the children and getting getting them settled. But um I think what it did is it gave me um a really blank canvas to work from. And um and I guess I used that um, and found myself um, writing some um, articles for the local newspaper. Um, and that that came up just as an opportunity that I saw. They were looking, um, it was just advertised actually in the local paper. And I thought I'd, I'd always um, had an interest in, in writing. I, tra I travelled uh, in my early 20s and at the time used to write, this is all pre-blogs or pre-internet. Pre, um, so that was all me writing emails home about my travels and used to get lots of positive feedback from that. So I thought, hey, actually, I'm going to do a little bit of um, writing. So I found myself as a columnist in the local newspaper, um, which was great. You know, that was something I had never, ever um, thought was going to be part of of my career, or certainly not at that at that stage. Um, that um, was a fairly short lived um, uh, piece that lasted. I did a few um, pieces for that local newspaper, um, and then they decided that 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 you know that column wasn't going to um, carry on. So I, you know, I thought, well, that was that's been something completely different actually and something that um I, I I guess I took a lot of confidence from um and then found myself um in a position um of thinking actually I need to find uh, uh some uh, longer term like full-time employment or part-time employment and um saw a job advertised for the local tourism um so it's a tourism uh, organization uh, running destination marketing so basically trying to raise awareness of the orange region um and trying to get more people to visit and again i looked at that and thought hey this is this sounds quite interesting um I will go and um, throw my hat into the ring um, and did that and um, was successful in that application. So that organization uh, was called Orange 360. So basically like a small destination marketing agency um, and joined them and absolutely loved it. Um, and Orange is a um, an emerging um, wine destination in Australia. So um, it's famous for uh, cool climate wines. It's, um, it's the highest point, actually, between um, 
the Blue Mountains, um, Western Australia, I think. Um, and so it's um, got this fairly unique um, climate for growing grapes and producing cool climate wines. Um, so, yeah, so it's quite, um, it's got a real or a real emerging um, place in the Australian wine scene and also as a place uh, to visit. It's got a really strong food scene, cultural scene. So, yeah, it's an exciting place to um, to to be in um, and to also help promote. So very different from where I had been in London uh, and in the roles that you and I um, had worked in where we were working in professional services. So the, um, in legal services, this was a completely completely different industry and that is that is what I wanted to just spend a moment or two on uh and I think also for people listening they now have a new holiday destination to go to so that's an extra bonus for this this week's episode but I think how big a shift would you say it was you've already indicated where you and I worked before so this was a new industry it was obviously a new country it was a completely different product if you like because previously we were selling lawyers and helping to market lawyers and now you're selling wine and an and an area for the wine so tell us a bit about how you felt about that that shift and how you made the how you made the shift yeah look it, i mean i you know reflecting back to those very early days weeks in that role it was all completely new to me and i found myself in many meetings just thinking oh i'm not quite sure what people are talking about here um in terms of just you know it, it some of it to do with the technicalities of the I guess the product the wine product but other things just you know the Australian tourism industry for example was not an industry that at that point I was familiar with so it was all new but I think I you know um uh, was in my mid-40s I guess I was fairly um you know I'm mature enough and, and confident in my own abilities I think to just kind of sit there and try and take it in and not be overwhelmed by it. Um, it was very, very different in the sense that I'd come from mainly working in large corporate, um, fairly sophisticated organisations to a really small agency where it was all quite um, very reactive and very fast pace and lots and lots of different things that were happening, completely different style of working environment. Um, you know, working in Australia as well, that that is a different, uh, quite different culturally as well. Um, and so a shift, you know, a shift from the city of London to regional Australia is fairly significant in, um, in its style and approach, uh, notwithstanding the fact that it was a completely different industry anyway. So, yeah, it was a huge shift. Um, but I think I knew quite quickly that it had been the right the right move for me. And I was really lucky that I worked for um, a really amazing lady there who, um, you know, I knew quite, quite quickly that I was going to learn a lot from her. Um, and we had a great team um, and were working on lots of exciting projects um, at that point. So everything kind of came together and, um, yeah, and it was um, awesome, awesome role. I loved it. And when I have these conversations with people, I always like to try and highlight the transferable skills because this podcast is about helping people move within organisations and the idea of being able to 
sell yourself to another organization taking your transferable skills i think that's a real opportunity for people to how do you help someone who doesn't know you look at your cv and see something beyond your old role which might not look like it fits ideally and we'd spoken before about some of the transferable skills that you felt you took across to orange and could you just tell us a bit more about those yeah look i think um I think the the grounding that I had in the roles um, in the UK previously in those big professional services corporate or, or corporate environments had really given me a really um, kind of um, focus to my work and to stakeholder engagement. So the role that I was doing in Orange, um, the organisation is uh, partly funded by members. So we work, you know, you had a, a big, diverse um, range of businesses that you were working with. So that kind of stakeholder management and ability to understand and work with multiple um, multiple organisations and multiple roles, um, I was very comfortable in that space. Um, and I think also I just, ben- you know, I benefited from a very structured and strategic approach to looking at issues and challenges that, in a smaller environment, you know, in a smaller um, agency environment, and whilst things are moving much quicker, I found, um, I think I deferred a lot to that kind of quite, you know, rigorous and strategic and analytical approach that I had, um, that had been such com- so commonplace in, in the roles that I'd done previously. Um, so it was it was more while some of the technical skills that I was I was doing or or learning I guess in the role in Orange, um, much more about how I approached the role. I felt that I'd had really really strong grounding um, in that um, from from those previous roles in the UK. Brilliant, wonderful. Thank you for that. So as if one. Well, two shifts, moving to Australia and then moving uh, into a completely different industry. As if that wasn't enough, you then had, uh, well, situation changed again and you you ended up making another move. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we, um, after three years in Orange um, and um, as, as I said, uh, absolutely loving that role, we found ourselves in a position where my husband's role um, got made redundant and it forced us into a position of thinking, do we stay in Orange or do um, do we move somewhere where we feel is going to be a longer term um, home for us? Uh, coincided with the st- my eldest starting um, senior school. So we made the decision to move closer to um, his family um, and found ourselves in the Hunter Valley. So moving to another wine region. Um, we didn't move because it was another wine region. We moved because we wanted to be closer to family. Um, and how far is this from Orange, Jen? Uh, look, it's about five hours. So the Hunter <laughs> is uh, two hours north of Sydney. Um, so yeah, for, so from, um, from Orange to the Hunter is about a five hour, five hour drive. We, um, at the time, the intention for me was to carry on working in Orange because, um, I was really enjoying the role. Um, my boss, you know, wanted me to, to carry on. So the plan had been for me to continue to work remotely. And this is all happening. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? We're trying to think back in the COVID era and when the, when we were closed down and not, but we moved at the end of 2020. So that was at the end of the first, um, 
that first period of lockdown. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, my initial time in The Hunter, I was still working for Orange um, and travelling back, although that was fairly irregularly. Again, that was kind of impacted a little bit by COVID. And then a role became available at the... Um, not the direct equivalent body for Orange 360, but a similar organization in the Hunter um, called the Hunter Valley Wine and Tourism Association. Um, it's got a broader remit than in Orange because it also covers, it, 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 it's an organization that represents not only um, destination marketing and tourism, um, it also, it's a full service industry association for both wine and tourism so slightly different from orange 360 um anyway i applied for a role there thinking actually it probably makes more sense to align myself with the local industry if there's a role there and um, was successful with that so joined um hunter valley at the beginning of 21 um in uh, i think it was march of 21 um, in a similar role to Orange, so an engagement and marketing role. Um, yeah, and I've now been there, um, where are we now? Yeah, August 23. So, yeah, just coming up to, to close to two and a half years. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And the thing that struck me when you and I first reconnected to discuss this episode was um, this wonderful job title you have. And I think... Uh, we'll talk about that now, but the idea of the way you've been able to grow within the Hunter Valley, uh, within the current company or where you are, um, I think you you've pushed yourself again to go to go into up to another level of something you hadn't expected. So, tell us what happened when your when your boss relocated. Yeah, so my uh, so the lady who. Um, was the uh, CEO, so Chief Executive Officer at Hunter Valley. She um, relocated and I stepped into her role in, a, in an acting capacity initially um, with a very clear direction to um, the president of our association that that was um, in an acting capacity only uh, whilst they recruited for a permanent position. And this um, is because and- initially you thought it was you were maybe not ready for that. Is that a fair assessment? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It felt to me um, like a role that perhaps I would do in maybe three or four years' time, but wasn't quite ready for it. Um, Because you'd only been there 12 months at this point, right? Uh, Yeah, a little over 12 months. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 18 months. Um, But anyway, I did find myself taking it on in an acting capacity and now find myself in that role in a permanent um, permanent position. So I was asked uh, and successful, uh, asked to carry on and, and successful in that application. Um, and that was in uh, September of last year. So um, just coming up, thank goodness, um, 11, yeah, <laughs> nearly nearly a year ago. Doesn't time fly when you're having fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm now the CEO um, at the Hunter Valley Wine and Tourism Association. And I think I said this to you when we spoke. I mean, if you'd asked me about that, certainly when I was back in the UK pondering what my next move might be, um, I there was no way that I would ever, ever have considered that that would be where I find myself. So, um, 
I think that's yeah part of what you know why uh, I guess we find ourselves talking to get today because it's um I think yeah just uh, I feel quite a an, an encouraging story for for those who are maybe looking later in life and thinking they want a career change and and what what might be available or could I make it happen and I think really I feel full of confidence now that that absolutely you can make that happen um and I think I also feel confident now that if I wanted to change industry again um I'd feel pretty um comfortable about doing that um and you know as we talked about the transferable skills but also your ability to actually you can um move into a new industry and you can learn about that industry and you can have an impact and um and yeah so that's that's been great for me and um I've re- really enjoyed it and one of the things that was really helpful for me to hear was the fact that I think the Hunter Valley where you work now I think they actually liked the fact that you were coming from a different industry yeah that's right I remember having conversations with people who said you know because I part of my concern I guess was that I wasn't as skilled um in or as knowledgeable of particularly the um the wine industry as as many others but the response that I heard there was actually there are many people who know that um you know who who already know the the wine industry what what they were looking for was for somebody to lead the team and for somebody to um be as effective with um what we were trying to achieve as a team and that I was the right person to do that so we're a small team and we've got a huge mandate um and fairly limited budgets to operate with so the ability to um to make that team work and um and to organize ourselves as effectively as possible was really what they um what they saw as the key um or the most important aspect of of me undertaking that role whereas i looked at it thinking goodness you know there needs you need to have um a much deeper knowledge of the industry and i have found myself in many um situations over the last um year where I have felt out of my depth and I have thought I don't have enough knowledge here but you know I guess equally you come out of those uh, meetings or opportunities and I look back and think okay well I've learned from that and I'll take that knowledge and I'll build on it and the next time you have a similar meeting you know you feel a bit more confident um, and comfortable um, in those um, in those situations so it has been it's been a really steep learning curve, but I think I've I've lent into where I know my strengths are and where I can make an impact um, with our team and, and and then, you know, within the broader industry. Yeah, fantastic. And I think your story shows as well that the two big life changes you had, obviously the really big one moving to Australia, but even within Australia, then moving, I mean, five, five hours drive is basically a whole new network to a certain extent. And you've leveraged both of those and come out with these with these career shifts within it. So it's just you just never know what's going to come around the corner and you want to try and leverage those opportunities when you can. That's yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I uh, think this has been a fantastic way to finish then. I think leaving with a reminder that you're now a CEO and I think you and I, when we used to work together, 
in London, <laughs> absolutely no way I could have foreseen that. And uh, it's just been fantastic to hear about it and see how it's come about. And as ever, as with all my wonderful guests on on this podcast, I always get to take away some learnings for my side as well. So thank you so much for your time this evening. I really appreciate it, Jem. Thanks, Laura. And for everybody who wants to get in touch with Jen directly, uh, you can reach her on LinkedIn. It's Jenny with I-E and Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N. I know she'd love to hear from you. And if you have any further questions, she'd be happy to share more information. For me, of course, I always love to hear from you. And you can get in touch with me on lozalovuk at outlook.com, L-O-Z-A-L-U-V-U-K at outlook.com. Would love to have any suggestions for new people whose stories we should share and if you love the podcast and have enjoyed this episode, please rate it, please forward it, please share it, please keep listening. And we look forward to having you again on the next episode of Amazing Careers. Bye.